Hello and welcome to episode three of the Back to Warcraft podcast. If you're listening to this right now, it's because you're a patron. You got a week early. What's going on? It's good to uh, good to have you. We have uh, third episode. I'm joined with, of course, Giannis from Back to Warcraft. It's Neo. Neo, what's going on, brother? Yeah, people might not recognize me anymore, man. It's the first time we have a podcast after the 100K celebration and uh, some some events occurred. Yeah, that was a that was a really good event. Um, well, yeah, we just well for some people, yeah, uh, it was a great night for me. Uh, won the trivia, dominated. Uh, won the one v ones. Everything is also on the YouTube. Uh, if you missed the one hundred k celebration, but damn, that was a good event. Uh, Todd nailed it out of the park for hosting. Um, probably I've done a lot of streams. Probably like one of the only streams next to like World Cyber Games that I was like, fuck, that was a good show. Like when I finished, I was like, "Damn, that was a lot of fun." I I think um, just having like the Twitch chat not be toxic for just like twenty minutes <laughs> was like awesome. Everyone was so cool. Uh, what did you think about the the entire event? I thought everything went. I couldn't have writ wrote a better like way to have that show go. I thought it was just fucking perfect. So you mean you there's there's no way you can rig the trivia more than you already did by cheating your ass okay, off. So- Okay, so listen, let me just clarify, okay? When I was on, when it was my... So you couldn't steal questions, okay? You couldn't steal the questions, which means when I'm on, if I don't answer it, the question's gone. So when I was on, I wasn't looking at the chat. When you were on, I had the chat open because I wanted to enjoy the show because that's what it's all about. Yeah, but... I did not cheat on any questions. Uh-huh. All right? Not one. Well, you're Not smiling one. in a way that you're definitely lying right now. now. This is pe- YouTube now pe- exclusive okay, listen, right now. Listen, but you're listen. you're definitely lying. If there's any uh, psychologists out there who are people who can read mimic very well, please, please eye. let me know. Oh yeah, please no, rub your I, nose as well because that's another sign that you're lying. No, I have uh, I have something in my eye there. Okay, but uh, no. Now, however, did I have the chat open? I had two screens. One was the Carson uh, screen. The other one was two tabs. It's Twitter and it's Twitch. So I opened Twitter when I was on, and when I closed it, I just tabbed over to Twitch and reopened the chat when it was your go. Had a okay. good time. Okay. Now, why my eyes were wandering all over the place? I'm looking at a screen. We're literally sitting at home. It's COVID. What am I supposed to look at? The floor? I have to look at the monitors. Okay. Um, no, I didn't cheat in the trivia. Okay. I didn't cheat in the one v ones or the two v twos either. Yeah, that uh, that was kind of rough, especially the one on one. I really thought I had it shot after practicing like six, seven hours with the uh, keyword, but oh, apparently I didn't. That was uh, a fair win. You you deserve that one. I fucked up a little bit. Fight execution was clearly better, and then uh, my hair was gone, which is, after all. Not the worst experience I ever had, and I kind of start to enjoy it, actually. You do look good with uh, bald hair. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, you do look... Uh, I was going to say, like, is this even a punishment? I mean, you could have been just doing this willy-nilly. I would be like, it looks good on you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Did, were, did you... When you were practicing with Qbert, did he prepare you for uh, Ted Fiends, or did he think that I was going to cheese you? Nah. I was, because we had this gentleman agreement from the second episode of, of the podcast, right? So I trusted you on that. And I yep. wanted him to prepare me for Ted Fiends. I could just go straight up. And this is what we did. Uh, we did a little bit of other stuff on Twisted because I kind of wanted to do Fast Fiends there. Uh, but then Twisted was vetoed anyway, so that didn't really matter at all. 
yeah, I don't know how to creep on Twisted, so I got rid of that shit. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, I was like, no thanks. Plus, I also didn't know, like, Twisted, I mean, that could be, like, Crippler Expand, the, uh, the Expo's easy on there. It could be Lich, like, Cross Map. I, was, I wasn't prepared for, for TM. Um, it was, was kind of you, funny, Did you though. get... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. It was kind of funny, though, how... Of course, everything went super well, and once again, shout out to Todd from my side as well, but uh, after the event, we kind of stayed in your Discord, and we were all like, hey, let's go for drinks, at least Remo and I were, because it was around midnight for us, I think, but after <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes, fatigue set in, and I think we had one drink, and then we were all so tired, <laughs> that we went yeah, you to didn't bed even, and left you, you hanging. You didn't even say bye. You just I did. Dipped. <laughs> no, 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 oh, we didn't. We didn't hear you say bye. Oh. So like, you just left, and we're like, okay, Neo. We knew you were tuckered out, but we were like, okay, Neo's done. Oh, that's fucking but, rude. Uh, yeah, we're like, all right, well, boss is going to bed. All right, see ya, <laughs> see ya, Patron or whatever the. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Narcos Mexico right now, but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. Did you get a new respect for me? Having uh, played me and and seeing me in the two v two, you get a new respect yeah. for my for my level because yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of player people didn't really uh, know how good I was. Yeah, I kind of respect you always for your shit talking for sure, uh, but I thought you don't really bring it uh, on the maps. And then I had quite some success in the practice games as well, so I was I was, <laughs> I was really confident going into this. Uh, Do you think two zero? You thought two zero no, no, for no, you no, for no. sure? No, no, no. But I, I thought I'd have a better chance than I did, and then the first fight occurred, and I thought, whoa, not today. Today is not the day where I have a chance against this guy. Uh, so it didn't really feel. Uh, I, I wasn't too disappointed afterwards. It was to me, it was super clear after the first fight who wins this, even though you were really lucky that I didn't get your lit. Uh, DK. I I can't believe that you didn't stutter step that lich. That was nuts. I like, and they sent you the smiley too while I was creeping my lich to level two. I was like, I'm so far ahead right now. I got away with murder. Dude, that triggered um, me so man. hard. <laughs> yeah, I saw your reaction on the VOD. That was so funny. <laughs> um, I got to say though, man, you're very busy. I didn't expect you to practice at all. Oh, um, you grinded, man. You played a lot of games this season and you played them on your main account. You know, you put your heart on your sleeve. I watched your previous games. I saw that you played DK Standard. I, I was watching the match history. I'm not going to lie to you. I was super I wanted fucking to win. stupid though. I practiced the wrong way, the wrong order. I grinded a lot, like for, for my standards, I grinded a lot. And then at the last day, I really took coaching. Me, idiot, should have had coaching first and then grind. That would have been way better. What did you learn in the coaching? Did Jack oh, show you my uh, cannibalized fast fiend? No, no, you, you told me that before. Uh, oh, okay. I got it from Duck, though, by the way. Duck, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, thanks and for thanks, thanks for uh, annihilating me with Farseer Headhunters earlier on Echo. Um, <laughs> no, you told me that when we were casting Skill Cup, I think. Oh, do mm -hmm. you know that fiend trick? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But uh, no, well, lots of like how to efficiently or more efficiently move on the map with like queuing more commands and using shift a lot more than I previously did. And uh, Getting creep spots done and stuff. It was simple stuff, very simple stuff, but uh, felt really good. Was yeah, one one day of coaching. I can only recommend taking coaching if you want to get better. That was uh, super efficient, I think. But should have done that earlier, right? Yeah, Ted Fiend's one of those uh, strats too, where it's like very. You can I could write down everything you're supposed to do on every map and how it's supposed to look because you're supposed to hit a timing and 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 stuff like that. So. 
Uh, Jack's a good coach too. Yeah, man, um, super nice guy. And super, yeah, really nice guy too. So that's good. Um, you know, this week we have some new stuff. the The reiteration of the ESL Cup is back. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have finally an America's Cup, which we'll we'll talk about in a sec. <laughs> uh, I know I have a lot to say about it. I thought you know I thought Cruncher beating Hitman and IEM was a big deal. Uh, but the, you know this story gets even even fucking better with Crab winning. Um, we'll get into that in a sec. But um, you know, obviously, all three cups being on the same day, being Monday night for for the Americans, North Americans, I guess in quotation, uh, is a bit of a problem. We didn't get to see the Hitman Cruncher arc, Kiwi, the you know a big chunk of of our stars. You know, it's easy to say you know that Europe's uh, flourishing when when Foggy and Happy get to play, but we didn't have our are foggy happy so uh, i think a little bit more work needs to be done i don't know if esl is going to actually change the date or if they're going to look at the feedback uh i've been giving my feedback about uh, changing the date for the weekend so um, what's the goal? uh you know I'd, I'd love the goal to be i mean saturday night would be perfect saturday night would be perfect because it's also open for the australian new zealand people i know that their cup absolutely tanked because uh you know well, for whatever reason but they're still welcome in ours uh saturday night would be perfect but sunday night probably more ideal for for the south american north american uh region players which i think it mostly dominates the the brazilians man were all over that cup uh huge latin american presence which was really cool uh the return of pato um, missed some cool names from Brazil. Uh, I thought that was cool. Phil Boy's obviously making it very th- uh, far, but um, Monday night's a logistical nightmare. 8 p.m. Eastern, okay, that's fine for Eastern, but Central 7, you're getting a little dicey. West Coast is 5 p.m. People are still at work or on their way home from work. Uh, you're asking people to call in on Monday or just switch the schedule. It's not easy to do. Uh, if you, ha- I mean, if you have a full-time career, it's, it's even harder to do, but even, a you know, a nine to five, uh, uh, minimum wage job for these kids, it's hard to, to get dedicated Mondays off. Plus in the States, they have mandatory overtime at some minimum wage job. So, um, I know that, uh, mandatory it's tough to do overtime is such a, this is this, this combination of words should just be illegal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, you could pick your days sometimes, but if you don't specify, um, plus it was kind of all over the place, right? Because, um, initially ESL posted a $400 prize pool because they did the wrong graphic. And then I was telling my guys, you know what? It's probably Sunday too, because we talked about making it Sunday night originally. And then just quickly it stays Monday. So, uh, miscommunication a bit from there. Um, but I would really like to see a weekend. I could see how it conflicts though, because, um, if we have DreamHack events, if they're on Saturday night, maybe it goes for three, four hours. It starts at 3 p.m. It gets into that territory for ESL Cup. How long do you ah, want people to play? But on. honestly, dude, that's like how many, how many? Max six weekends. That's what I was saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, how many fucking weekends are we going to have? Not many. Like, I think it should be a weekend. Asking these guys to do a weekday on a Monday, not to mention it's at 8 p.m. Monday, Giannis. So that cup went till 2 in the morning for me. It was 1.30 <laughs> when I went to bed. I called into work the next day. I couldn't fucking do it. Why so, not? I mean, it's just because I'm a, I, I need to sleep. I ah. like sleep, dude. I, I don't want to be underslept. Okay. I'm a big growing boy That's very and I healthy. need to sleep. So, um, but I mean, yeah, the problem with the scheduling is right. Uh, if, if, if people don't really know this, there's a lot of time zones also in America. So you need to pick a time that is not too late for the Eastern time zone because that is a little earlier, but you also need to have a time where people on the Western time zone are already home from work, right? So how do you handle that? 
Well, Eastern's actually the latest time zone, uh, and then it goes Central, and then it goes West Coast, which is CST. So my time zone, Eastern, is actually going to be the latest. So 8 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is the latest you can me, get. Yeah. Um, so for me, it works out. Um, but I'm talking about like the West Coasters. Um, in, in Latin America, for the most part, it's East Coast, but then it's also uh, Pacific 2, which is an hour behind. I know Cruncher is an hour behind, so he's 7 arc as well, uh, 7 p.m. start. So for those guys, it's not a big deal, but you're still cutting off for an uh, for an American Cup. You're still cutting off a part of America that shouldn't happen at all. Uh, you should cater to that. So, um, you know, I've talked to some of the admins. They 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 are listening to the feedback. They're they're maybe going to make some changes. I think they definitely should. I think viewership for something like this should be a priority. I think catering to the core of NA for an America Cup should be a priority. Um, you know, Hitman Cruncher had the highest viewed IEM. The DreamHack Regional Final, they were the highest viewed VOD on YouTube, on the ESL archives. People want to watch these guys play. Um, okay, you can just, you can I, you can argue how important are VODs. I mean, the numbers speak for itself. Uh, well, they the also live were the viewership highest was bad. Ba the live viewership for NA was the highest. No, the uh, live viewership for NA was the highest. It was no the highest during... Yes, it was. Way. Yes, it Com was. Compared to Europe you guys, and Asia. Well, what no did you hit at Asia? I don't know. I can look it up, though. I, I, I think I think NA was like 3.8K or 4K almost. It was 4K, I think. Do you guys go over 4K for the Asian Europe? I, I was sleeping. Oh, okay. Well, it's still, I mean, debatable, okay? But the point is, people for an <laughs> no, American No, not debatable. Cup, There's facts. Let me look it up. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm look logging it, in. Look it up. Yeah, look I, it up. I will, I will, I will. I'm logging in. Uh, sorry for the YouTube interruption here. Okay. Um, no, it's totally fine. I mean, if you want to shut me down, shut me down. Now that there was a video playing, sorry about that. Uh, there was an autoplay for for people. So, uh, kick me out. Why did you kick me out of that account? Okay, channel analysis. Day. You actually have it per hour. Oh. Ooh. Mm. Yep. Hit him with the. Tell me what's up, Neil. What do you see on that screen? Uh, no, I don't have it per hour. That is the problem. Oh, okay. Well, go by peak, because NA peaked at 4K. So what did you guys peak at that day? Peak was around about 6K. Okay. So somebody somebody hit a 6K and it wasn't NA. So there you go. You guys had more for so whatever was, that was. Yeah, okay. could, yeah, you were right. Um, But it's still not the point. I think my point that I'm trying to make, you know, is obviously the higher numbers, the higher viewership, the higher engagement into this cup comes from the big hitters of that event you know if you're watching a europe cup you expect to see happy if you're watching an asian cup you expect to see lin and moon if you're watching na no question it's not even a debate you want to see hitman you want to see cruncher and if you don't it's a disappointment and yeah. people are going to engage less and less our viewership for the first cup wasn't the best it could be uh and you know the time zone for back to warcraft obviously a uh, much stronger european presence i'm not actually sure what the actual numbers are do you actually have of those hundred thousand plus followers how many what, what region they mostly hail from i don't really know it not means. something you have to look up not something you have to look up right now but i imagine it's probably 95 percent europe 90 percent europe no i did a presentation on it and I forget numbers way too quickly so that's the problem uh but second biggest country is the u.s is it a close margin or not no germany is the biggest by far because we have our roots in germany right that's yeah. understandable we got a pretty big presence on german uh streaming stations as well like rocket beans shout out rocket beans but yeah um so germany by far 
then US, and then it's pretty close. Then it's very marginal. Then it's like 3%, 2%. It's not really oh, okay. Big. So it's actually like, it's almost like 60 Germany, 40 US, and then it spans, or like, it spans in so smaller. It, no, it's, uh, thir- okay, I got it now. 35% Germany, 9% United States, 9% Russia, and then it's uh, France, Poland, Canada, yeah, lots of uh, lots of Europe. And then first, South American is Brazil. And how many percent is that for Brazil? Two. Yeah, so I mean, it's safe to say that, you know, 9% US, how much percent Canada? Four. No, uh, three. Four, so, so 15% of 100,000, 15,000 eligible followers that are aware of that um, are on the time zone. And, you know, 85% of that is Europe and outside. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty safe to say that Back to Work is pretty Europe central. So when we start to stream at two in the morning for you guys, you know, 80% of the people are most likely sleeping oh, yeah. unless they're partying, partying or, you know, on drugs. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> or just absolutely crazy. Speaking of absolutely crazy, Sonic is going to play these almost all the time. He is one of those crazy madmen that will sign up. He did sign up, made it to the semis, lost to Insup. Thank God Insup actually held down the line. Uh, somebody had to hold this fucking line for NA uh, because nobody else was playing. But of course, the biggest story is Crab winning. And uh, there's a lot to say about Crab winning. Um, so Twitter- First of all, he played... We'll talk about the Twitter in a sec, but first of all, he played every game on US East. He did have 80 ping in the lobby, which amounts to about, you know, 102, 103 ping in game, um, which is what a lot of people are bitching and moaning about. This guy just came in. He lost one map to Insup. He won the whole fucking thing. He took the EPT points. He took the hundred bucks and he said, smell you later. I'm going to go feed my kid. Uh, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. You know what? I'm sick of the people. In NA especially, I can I can name you so many players that Do were it. so pissed. Uh, you know, Saron and Seiso from Australia. Uh, from Australia, I think they're from New Zealand actually. Z, yeah. But these guys, literally in my Discord, when they saw that it was an open cup, first thing they do is bitch and moan. Oh, how come it's open? It should be catered to us. First of all, they're not even fucking NA. They're from Australia, New Zealand. You had your own cup. You fucking blew it after twelve weeks. Okay, so I don't what think the they reason should be for giving. That? I have no idea. I assume low low participation. Okay. Uh, why else would they cancel it? I don't really know. Um, but they had their chance and they fucking blew it. Okay. Um, this is our thing. Let us have our thing. They're welcome. It's an open cup. Um, but I don't think they should be dictating how we should run our America Cup. It should be catered to us. And if they want to play, they can. Like I said, Saturday night would be open to them as well. It'd be their Sunday morning ish. Um, so it would be it would be ideal to make it Saturday night for them. I'm open with that. I'm not you know being a dick. They're a big portion of the NA scene, uh, whatever have you. I still consider NA to be East and West uh, from the original Bnet servers, um, which they do qualify for. Uh, but uh, just you know the bitching and moaning. Well, Happy's going to win the cup every time now. Or you know what about Focus and Lawliot who have played with Zotac Cup and Gara Cup on 250 ping for 10 years? They're going to want to play. Well, yeah, let them. Let them fucking come here on your server. Take your money. I love it. That's what the competition... It's a fucking competitive cup. There's EPT points on the line. There's If there's 52 cups, Giannis, for a year before the finals, that's 520 fucking EPT points yeah, that you can have towards your region. 520 points? I don't know how much that gives you, but last year, your second seed. Your second seed. And just like that, you get that $10,000 best of five. It's fucking worth it, man. Fight for your right to be competitive. Yeah, That's what on. I think. Uh, grind. Like, yeah, go ahead. I'm just I'm just getting heated up. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just sick of the whining. Man. 
I'm sick of people whining and trying to cater and bend the rules so that they can justify why they're a shittier player in this scene. The lack of competitiveness in, first of all, the NA region with the whining, I'm getting sick and tired of it. The best players should fucking win. And if you can't win, then you need to figure it out because Lynn would have won as an orc. So there's no excuses for the orc not winning. Elf, Moon would have won this cup. You know, Infi as human would have won this cup and 120 and happy would have won this cup. So get better, get better. It's not, you know, oh, well, you know, it should be. And they, they even forced the NA server, which you should. It's an America cup. They should be able to come on our turf and fucking, we're not going to cater to their host. The Europe cup is exclusively Europe server. We get it. But the craft came onto our turf and fucking embarrassed us. Yes, uh, on Monday, absolutely embarrassed us, and I love it. Yeah, he he has the personality to back it up for sure. Um, I'm kind of with you. I do understand the other side as well, because especially in a grassroots community, it's kind of important to uh, secure grassroots work. Um, but that is what Dust League was for for a long time. That was what Washed Up League is probably for. Um, to to just make sure that there are players who can get a little side income from it, right? But if it's ESL Cup, ESL Cup is not for grassroots work, really. That's the Skill Cups, that's Dust League, that's Washed Up, that is whatever is there. Um, so I think the rule book in ESL is pretty clear, as you said. It's always the regional server. Why? That's why there's regional cups. And if Kraft has to play through the night, that's not freaking easy, especially... He has a job as well, right? Maybe he had an off day on Tuesday. We don't really know. So he could sleep afterwards. But it's also what Mikael is doing in the European Cups. Nobody's complaining about that, I think. At least I didn't hear about it. <clears throat> so he's grinding through the night, playing on 120, 140 ping. And he makes it into finals of skill and made it into ESL Cup. And he also took maps off of Happy, uh, I think off of X-Lord. But not 100% sure on that, so forgive me if that's uh, not r completely right. I, I think you have enough handicaps that makes it kind of fair. Ping and sleep deprivation. And these people are giving up um, their free time where they could be sleeping or spend time with their family or whatever. So it's not really an excuse as well. And I think it's a very common thing. If we look at the ESL Cups in StarCraft, it's a pretty normal thing. Um, as far as I can see. So if I'm opening the ESL Cup America here on, on the StarCraft Liquipedia, there's Koreans, there's people from Poland, there's people from Denmark, uh, there's a couple of US people in like quarterfinals. Um, of course, special is sometimes there, but as long as there's e EPT points, there's invaders um, that, that are coming over and then, yeah beat them <laughs> like it's my thing as well uh, it, it would be a little unfair if let's say uh european comes over and they force or the the tournament organizers forces the native player base to play on conditions that are worse than they regularly would have for example alternating mm -hmm. hosts or play on if you're from US West you have to play on US East or something <clears throat> that would that would suck but that's not the case right so I think it's fine yeah. I, I think the penalty is high enough I totally 100% agree with you my frustration comes from just the the mentality of my region 
why are people thinking like this? Why don't Still, people after want all to... this time? And like, no offense to Krav, but Krav's not even top five in Europe. Why are you like? Why are you afraid of a guy who's not even top of his region coming in stealing points? Like Krav and Sonic signing up, in my opinion, they should be out in the semis or the quarters to the the top tier NA players if they hold the line and play well. Those aren't the two Europeans you got to be afraid of. And we didn't even see the Asians yet. Like, hello. And, you know, the biggest problem I have with Saron and Seiso is they made the zero effort league. And they fucking literally just took what Cruncher and Hitman's ELO cap was. And they only barred them. And uh, because they wanted, because Cruncher and Hitman win everything. And uh, so they just wanted to, like, have new blood. That's fine to do a niche tournament, but then don't call it competitive. Don't call it competitive. It's not competitive. It's a catered uh, catered custom league so that you guys can justify, well, I won a title for once. Don't call it competitive. And when you're talking about ESL Open Cup, this is ESL. This is the most competitive tournament we have outside of WGL. Like, it should be open concept, open door, competitive. And yeah, I would have a problem if they said, okay, well, Sonic's here. Uh, you you got to do alternating hosts. I would have a problem with that. No. They're coming on our turf like we can come on their turf. There's no way that we sign up for a Netties China tournament and they alternate hosts with Flow. <laughs> it's Netties or don't play. It's Netties or don't play. And we sign up knowing that we're going to play on their turf. Yeah. And can we win? Yes. Sometimes we lose. But that's the disadvantage we go into right off the bat. We don't try to bend the fucking rules so that we can justify why we're 1900 MMR on War 3 Champions and why we deserve a piece of the pie. You don't. You don't. This is competitive. Win. That's all I'm gonna say about it. It's just it blows my mind. Mm, I think there's there's several approaches to it. There's defi definitely different different approaches to it. Like, what's your goal with the tournament? Like, do you want to grow new talent? Then an elo cap is wonderful. Or do you want to prevent the same winner the entire time? Like Skill did, which effectively did the same as the effort league by excluding definitely happy and sometimes foggy as well. So you can say the same about that. Um, it's not like only Siren and Seiso did that. That had ha that has happened before. We did it with the Back to Warcraft Cups. We are, we, that was our goal, right? To uh, not always see the highest echelon because that's what other tournaments are for. That's what DreamHack is for. That's what maybe even stay-at-home story cups were for. Uh, like the big $1,000 tournaments and stuff. So yeah, I do think that's I do, I do hate that though. Uh, I think that's such a joke. We're the only game like that's that's why I'm not trying to point out Saren and say so. They're just the ones that make it more most public about their opinion. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. My issue is the mentality. Why are a bunch of people in this game thinking this way? When did competitiveness go out the window with oh we you know well we're the only ones playing this game we you know how are you going to keep us playing? That's not the point of competitive play. If you want to play on War 3 Champions and just play for fun, play for fun. If you want to make your own league for fun, make your own league for fun. But don't try to bring that stupid shit over to ESL and Premier Tournaments. I think... It's so ridiculous. We now have very cool cases of uh, tyranny being broken that is Foggy beating Happy in Europe and that is Cruncher finally defeating Hitman in America. Well... Asia is super diverse anyway, right? So we don't have to really talk about yes. that, even though there's streaks um, and there is 
Infi winning two WGLs in a row, etc., etc. There's never this crazy dominance since the keeper patch is over, that where the moon won everything forever. Um, so yeah, if you prepare super well, like a Foggy did and like a Cruncher did, then this pays off. Can we request that from everyone? Not really, uh, but they do have an example now that with hard work you can do it. Um, now they will argue, or a lot of people would argue, yeah, but then it's the matchup. Well, there's patches, and you can maybe overcome imbalance. I'm not too sure. Oh, Todd will laugh now hard, dude. <laughs> um, no, that's ridiculous, man. There's no balance wine here. Like I said, you could take the best player from their race, and they would have won it. Um, and they would have even probably beat Happy. So, yeah, I think that, but um, but but that is probably a, an argument for, let's say, a Hawk or a Blade. Uh, shout out for not showing up once again, by the way, um, because Happy is undead and they can't beat undead for the life of it. So that's that's why they bail. I just. I think the storylines are great too. I mean, like Foggy beating Happy, like you said, but Cruncher beating Hitman in the biggest tournament taking the 7,000 over, over Hitman was so good for the scene. Perfect. I hope that it, it starts to change the mentality because this guy came second place, was never talked about. It was Hitman, Hitman, Hitman. Ever since Anaheim, it was fucking hit, the Hitman show from February all the way until the end of the year and the start of this year. Um, and I felt bad for Cruncher because I always said, fuck, man, these games are close. Hitman won 3-1, 3-2 sometimes, but the games could have went either way. And I always felt like Cruncher wasn't getting his share, his his share of respect that was. People knew Cruncher was a great player, but it was Hitman all year long. And, um, and he had to deal with that, dude. Do you know how fucking tough that is to come second every time and have Hitman gloating and, and everyone celebrating Hitman in the, in the discords and on Reddit and on Twitter and Hitman this, Hitman that. And, and this guy actually persevered alone. Because nobody was with him except for, you know, some teammates and his coaches and stuff like that. But, you know, he, he persevered alone and didn't let that bother him for an entire fucking year. Practiced and beat this guy straight up for all the marbles. And the pop-off was so fucking worth it for him. And that was like a whole year of frustration where he wasn't getting a fair shake. And he just nailed through and won. And... uh Come on, guys. If that doesn't fucking motivate you to want to earn it, then you're in the wrong game. And can you imagine, like, we see Foggy beating Happy, Cruncher beating Hitman. Can you imagine any other game where they just, like, ELO capped the best team? Like, can you imagine CSGO when they blocked out uh, Virtus Pro when they were on their one-year st uh, straight wins, nothing <laughs> well, but net? Or, th or uh, there, SK there Gaming? Will be, when the there will be amateur cups in CSGO as well, right? Yeah, but, like, can you imagine for the majors? Because we're talking about majors. Nobody I think does we it try for to majors. No, who's, but I think they they. What? Who's excluding anybody from majors? That's not happening. No, no, no. I just mean like uh, like they they want the just the catering to themselves in general. You know, like can you imagine if like Brazilians couldn't beat Europe in in CS:GO, so they catered to Brazilians in some way? Do you know what I mean? Like shit like that. Like we're the only game that actually instead of trying to get better and topple the king, we look for excuses. To, to justify why we're losing balance wine this or that ping whatever have you instead of just saying I need to get better and and, and win and I can win if I and if I don't win why do you deserve any compensation I don't understand how you can lose and come top eight or top 12 and be like well you know all the money's gonna go to first it should go to first or maybe like top three but if you're top four 
you're not winning much. If you're top eight, you're not winning much. That's the way it is. Like when I ran track and field in school, I, I didn't get a ribbon <laughs> for 12th what? place, dude. I got nothing. You I got did, nothing. You did what? I was fucking fast as shit, dude. They used to call me Lightning Rick. Yeah. What, third grade? Uh, no, man. This was grade seven and eight, dude. I was fast, dude. I could run 100 meters in, uh, I think I did 1310. That was fast, man. And I was a short dude. Wait, that's you measure in meters? Yeah, how many? How many? Do you guys do feet or what? No, or we do meters, but I still think like the inches and in feet is super weird. But that is meters for you, okay? Yeah, thirteen ten was the fastest hundred, dude. I was quick. I was a ninja back in the day. Uh, now I just eat. Now I just eat nuggets. But um, yeah, dude, that shit just bothers the hell out of me, and uh, I'm so I'm happy for Crav and. Another thing that I want to talk about with Crav is, well, is unless done, you want to, yeah, yeah, keep um, going, yeah, keep going. So, uh, a lot of people will bring up an excuse, and I am one of these people now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretending to be one of these people. Yeah, but Happy is a full-time streamer, and he plays this every day, all the time. While other guys, they they have a job and they can't play that much. Is that a is that a what is that? So you're saying that. Uh, because Happy plays the most, that how is someone with a full-time job who still loves the game so they can't beat going to him be competitive? Because Happy... Yeah, but then... Yeah, like, if, if I want to be the best piano player in the world, but I only have time to play piano 20 minutes a month, how am I going to be the best? Well, that was You're the perfect not. segue to say that Cruncher has a job and Hitman was playing 5 million games a day and still did it. Oh, were you looking for me to hit on that? I missed kinda, that completely. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of wanted to yeah. take that volley, but anyway, you're you're not there yet. We're we're, we're still yeah, practicing. Yeah, hit, okay, hit it again. <laughs> hit it again. Hit it again. So, Tell okay, everyone. there's there's gonna be people, right, who say, "Well, Happy's a full time streamer and he's playing Warcraft all day. That's his job. How can someone who has a full time job defeat this guy? It's impossible. It's impossible. They can't play that much." Yeah, Cruncher's got a full time career, ah. and he did it. Really? Hitman, Hitman just started to get a job too. So for the past year, Hitman's been doing nothing but work after you could see it in this games list. Cruncher hasn't been playing that much. In fact, when Cruncher did have free time, he was playing World of Warcraft or PoE or or what have you. Um, uh, trust me, I had the hardest fucking time getting this guy to play. Uh, the reason why we dropped out of team leagues for in general because nobody gave a shit, including Cruncher. Cruncher didn't want to play in the finals or semis. He didn't care. Um, he wanted to play World, World of Warcraft or something. I don't know what he was playing, but it was PoE or something. Um, so even when he had free time, he wasn't playing that much time in Warcraft 3. However, when he was practicing and when he was grinding, he put in a lot of fucking time. Uh, yeah, and, and Carson can vouch for that. Maybe even like specific practice is way more important than just grinding games. Like, for example, Happy is not doing specific practice anymore since he left Lucky Future. So Foggy definitely did that against him to finally beat him in the ESL Cup. And yeah, that, that doesn't take 10 hours hours of letter games a day that's more about like analysis and preparing and stuff like that so can so yeah maybe you can practice more efficiently if you really want to but that brings up another topic that you compare it to csgo and of course we can compare it to dota and starcraft whatever if you don't have a team and you're relying just on streaming and prize money then sustaining this hobby is a lot harder so this is why i think uh, that we always have to have prize money for second place ideally third to fourth because you have to make it worthwhile for people to put in a lot of hours into their hobby and even
even if it's just a pizza the weekend that you can order from your prize money, it's still a big confidence boost, especially when that happens for the first, second, third, fourth time, right? And then you, you grab for the stars and you want more. Uh, you get hungry. You want the DreamHack money. Um, that's when it's sustainable. And then hopefully you stream more and get more revenue. And if you care, if you behave like Kraft does on Twitter, you can gather quite a following, I think, uh, and get a good sub count as well. And like it's, it can be um, a pretty cool snowball effect. Yeah, and it's really it's unpredictable too, right? Uh, I definitely agree with you there. That that was what Dustly was all about initially with NA when we started. Was you know top eight get an interview as soon as we got into Back to Warcraft that could be huge for someone um, that wouldn't naturally have that spotlight. Top eight, not the greatest result, but you can get an interview, talk about what you got going on, and then if you wanted to get more competitive, that's there's the top four slots waiting for you, the top two, and obviously the champion, which went to Cruncher and Hitman naturally. But you know they put more time in, they have more talent, whatever. But if you want to build a grassroots thing, that's fine. And I'm not I'm not discouraging people from doing that. I'm just saying don't bring that to competitive play, and then or don't make something not competitive, and then try to say that winning it matters. It doesn't matter. It's for fun. If you're bending the rules and ca elo capping the top players so that you can finally win a tournament, I got no respect for that in terms of competitive play. That's just. Dude, that's Rough. It's just, it's just clown town to me. That's not clown town. It depends on where you cut it off. Like, if you only exclude happy from a tournament, don't you think that winning that is still like a sign that the winner is a very good player and should? Yeah, but don't say that you're the best in Europe. Who does that? Or don't say, or don't say like, oh, he's so good. Look, he just won this league. So many people do that, dude. Like, but, but, like, but you can't I think say I, you have to say this. This this guy is so good to build a narrative. Um, for happy having a new challenger, it's pretty much what UFC and, and fighting sports do, right? You you don't uh, box the world champion immediately. You have to go through the lower card, right? And that is, for example, a skilled yeah. bronze cup. That is a skilled silver cup. That can be even like a zero effort league or a skilled gold cup where there is a cap. Uh, you don't box with God immediately. No, I just, I just, I have a problem with people elo capping. And then, for example, Zero Effort League, ELO Caps, Hitman, and Cruncher, right? Who wins? Insup. Insup's easily top three. You could say that he's the third one in line. They didn't cap him. He won twice in a row. And now people are going to say, well, Insup just won the Zero Effort League. He's buzzing. Is he? Because when he plays Hitman and Cruncher, he loses. He played he, freaking so sick he... in Xelos Red, though. That was cool. Yeah, but but that's that's the narrative that NA players do is they'll they'll try to get rid of the problems, which is Hitman and Cruncher winning all the time, and then when someone else wins, they go, "Oh, that player's on fire! He just won this league." It's, it's like that doesn't mean shit. Ah, it's, I think it's important, man, because what other storylines do we have? That's a bad excuse, man. Don't call it competitive. Like, why don't you call it? I, I I don't get why you don't call it competitive when it's clearly a competition. Because two players that probably would have shut that guy down early on or wherever in the bracket aren't there, and this guy gets gold for what? I mean, we clearly see that it's not the world championship. It's not the regional championship. It's just the cup. And everybody knows that. Or should know that. I mean, we can never of know. Opinion. Difference of opinion. I just, I think it's the narrative yeah, that comes after. Yeah, let's just shut it down now. It makes, it, makes, it makes no sense to talk anymore. This is the episode three uh, for now. We see each other next <laughs> no, week. No, I maybe. think it's the narrative. <laughs> 
listen, listen. It's the narrative that comes after a tournament like that. Now, if you just have a league with two players ELO capped and whoever wants to play for, because that's what you're doing it for fun. Because nobody's having fun watching Hitman and Cruncher play. That's the narrative that they presented. Nobody wants to play it. Nobody's having fun. So you want to ELO cap them. You want to get them out, and then you want to play for fun. That's fine. But then don't go on and say that the winner of that is on a, on fire and he's the next up and comer. Well, that's how just stupid? How fun is it to watch Hitman versus Serona say so? I think it's always incredible to watch a better player because, you know, I think Saren and Seiso are good players. So when they get destroyed, I think it's always entertaining to see what happened for, like, what did that better player do? If I'm an orc player, I'm going to try to play like Hitman if I want to get on Seiso and Saren's level. That's motivation for 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 the, the, the viewers. And, I mean, even if Hitman stomps a guy in 10 minutes, the games are wild. Like, there's going to be a grunt block. There's going to be a hero kill early. There's going to be something... Cra like, I always think those games are exciting. I don't cater to that at all. Hmm. I always like making it as even as possible, which is not, of course, with the depth of competitive players that we have, not really possible all the time, especially in the rounds of 16. Um, but yeah, I dodged happy games in the ESL Cup until the grand final, if possible. Because it's just boring. What if he got? What if he lost in the quarterfinals? Bad luck. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it did maybe. happen. He lost to Agent once when he was off racing. I think it was a human oh, mirror and go. Agent one, and then yeah, we kind of missed that. But uh, yeah, bad luck. But I rather have a super cool semifinal um, instead of a super one-sided semifinal. Of course, there's lucky instances where we get both. But that's kind of rare. So I would always go for the Foggy versus Hawk instead of the Happy versus Sonic, for example. Yeah, I think you just always assume that the best player is going to win. I, I go into that thinking Happy has so much pressure, he can't lose. So the fact that he makes it to the finals every time is a testament to how solid he is. Wouldn't you I don't really look watch at it Foggy as like... versus Hawk compared to Happy versus Sonic? Yeah, of course. But I mean, why are you using Sonic as an example? Because he's oftentimes in the top four and then he faces Happy and then he's out. It's just what happens. I don't know. I find that I find it entertaining. I, I really do. I find it entertaining when he's getting fed by his girlfriend or whatever that was in the middle of the game or eating a yogurt oh, because he's so annoyed. Like he 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 knows it as well. Like, it is I'm going to put something on my window because I have that glare again. Just yeah, please, please just go. In the meantime, you see this little thing here right in the middle? You can support us on Patreon. We started that last Friday. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you get the podcast one week early. We are closer to the events that happen in the scene and all of that. You get it at patreon.com slash back to Warcraft. You also get music and movie recommendations by Carson, Remo, and I. Uh, we have Q&As over there. You get coaching, replay analysis, all that good stuff. And I bridge the time until our host Ricky is back but he is no, again more time, more time. leaving us which is sad you only get half of the broadcast but we know that this is the better half of the broadcast anyway aren't we <sighs> right I think uh, we're good yeah uh, go ahead Crav <laughs> yeah Crav. Crav's exciting Crav, Crav's exciting Crav is a phenomenon man. I love this guy so you were sleeping, but this guy, so obviously Krav won the ESL Open America Cup. Uh, he dropped one map to Insup. That was it. He went nine and one, I think, for the day. Um, this guy, I think, is doing it right in terms of Warcraft 3 players taking advantage of social media. 
the assets they have in their disposal. So this guy's playing, you know, whatever, just playing through the cup, gets into the semifinals, gets into the final, he uh, gets to the semifinals with Deuce, beats him, and then gets in the finals. And this guy sends me, so he goes up one nothing against Insup, and he sends me a DM saying LOL in all caps, and then links me a tweet. And naturally, you know, I'm going to open it on stream in front yeah. of a thousand people. So not, I open not it. Not so smart, and dude. <laughs> I open it. No, I open it first and pre-check it, obviously. But uh, uh, so, so I open it up. It's him in like a Captain America suit. Everyone in the chat's calling him Captain America. Uh, everyone's laughing. And this guy's doing it right, man. I don't even know how he gets these graphics pre-made because he actually put Deuce and Insup in the graphic too. And it's like, how do you know that who you're going to play? Um, so he must have made them on the fly. So just like, and he's tweeting me, like he's messaging me. So this is the 2-0. He messaged me after 1-0 with a tweet. Messages me. He DMs me on Discord. Messages me after 2-0 with a tweet. And then when he wins 3-1, he messages me again. That guy's doing it right, dude. Funny tweets, engaging. He's got a thousand people laughing because I'm going to pull it up. He knows I'm going to pull it up. So now people are engaging in his social media. They know him as a funny guy. They know him as a good player. He's starting to get, uh, to get an identity. I think he does have an identity too as like really funny with tweets, really funny images, like good tr uh, memeing trolls. And uh, I got to say, man, we don't see that a lot in Warcraft 3 because I think back in the day what, that we were competitive, social media wasn't really around. So I think Warcraft 3 is one of those esports that didn't spawn like Dota 2 or spawn from League of Legends and social media was already here. So a lot of players are having a hard time uh, marketing, but... Man, that shit is so funny to me, and I think it's uh, I think it's the right way to go. Yeah, I put up the, all the tweets here for the YouTube version as well. Super funny. If you're on uh, on the podcast, check at craft underscore wc3 uh, on Twitter. He does it right. He does it better than we do because we're not memeing too much. Um, he just has everything ready. He knows exactly what buttons to press. Uh, sometimes it even triggers his opponent a little bit, uh, but but never in a bad way. I think. I mean. He really wanted uh, to spank Blade. I think it was very obvious at DreamHack. And we saw the no hands, what was it, quarterfinal or something? Or, or group stage or whatever. Uh, when Oh, yeah, it was group stage. When he kind of thought that, okay, not showing up to a tournament uh, is, is not acceptable. This is not what you do in the Warcraft 3 scene. So let me punish you for that. And then he made a fool out of him in front of the warcraft world um by playing with no hands and off the keyboard and doing the little dance and in the end sequence of the game already having the cigarette in his mouth and stuff this is amazing um this is being uh, i don't know it's it's not really a bad boy because it's he's so funny and so wholehearted as well uh coming from pretty much nowhere uh, of course there's a little bit of a, of a stint on his history and stuff but when he joined the Frozen Throne scene, coming from the ROC scene, I think there's nothing that bad that we can really say about him. Um, by now, everybody knows the from from laptop to desktop to DreamHack semifinal story, which is amazing. Um, yeah, there's there's no other guy like Krav who has by now a good understanding of like how to behave as a Warcraft uh, player, like. If he can't play a tournament, he tells you, oh, sorry, man, I can't play this tournament. He's not 
saying, yeah, maybe uh, sign me up. And then two hours in front of the match, he says, ah, no, man, doesn't doesn't really work. I'm not feeling it or something, uh, which does happen. Tio uh, is having a hard time sometimes. And he's super funny. Yeah, I wish his stream would be in English, of course, but he's, he's, uh, his English is probably not the best. He can talk to us, but sometimes he needs the talk translation but it doesn't really matter if he's very eloquent in English you can just feel that he that he has so much passion for this game and and breathes this game and I think he has very good support by his team um, I'm pretty sure he does the tweets himself though maybe sometimes he has a little help uh, if he has an idea and they do it for him but I don't know Frenchcraft I think it's very cool they have his back and he benefits I think a lot from, from the collab they do yeah, I think it's also great to know that you can, you don't have to be number one in the region or number one in the game to have a social media presence and gain something from that. And I hope, you know, he keeps to it and, and it builds his stream up and his social media and, you know, it's putting him on the map and he, and you know, he's picking his spots too. Like taking advantage of a back to Warcraft stream, like linking me that shit, he knows I'm going to pull it up. Like that's a thousand people laughing at something you do. Like he, he knows how to manipulate the social media and the Twitch streams to get more eyes on him and engage. And, and that goes without ever winning a title. So I think, uh, I think it's really, really, uh, I think it's just great. We need to start seeing more players do that. We need to see how more players be, not purposely become a heel, but you know, find a way to use your personality and use that to uh, to get you far as a streamer or whatever have you. you wow, know? is that something you say? Um, He's a heel? I think that's a wrestling term. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know the actual term in esports, but I think you would still consider your a, you'd still use a heel, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, I consider Idra a heel of the StarCraft Two scene at the time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, just sh shit like that. But I didn't know you um, use it outside of wrestling, which is kind of nice. But uh, yeah, yeah. If we just compare numbers, Craft uh, has more followers than, for example, a Wan or probably a Foggy as well, right? Um, Probably got more than me. <laughs> oh no, Foggy has three times as much. That's crazy. Yeah, he's got he's got one more follower than me. I there you go. He's doing something right. <laughs> and you Hell even yeah. paid for your followers, man. Jesus. No, don't be saying that shit. Carson's gonna say he doesn't have more than me, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I love it, man. Crab Crab's doing it right, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Would love to have more. But then again, people say, oh, it's already so time-consuming to have a job and play. But that, I mean, Kraft does the same, and he has a family. Like, he has everything. He has, like, full-time job, family, little kid, plays a lot, and has the socials down. And he's streaming as well. So I think, yeah. like, since, since we got Kraft, the others have no excuses except being lazy or putting priorities differently, which is totally fine if they do that. Yeah, or they just don't know. So like I said, just take notes on what's working for other people. Try to find a way to find your niche in it. Um, there's a lot of room in Warcraft 3 for more personalities oh, and yeah. more entertaining stuff. There's tons of room, trust me. So um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, opportunity there. But you mentioned TOs mm -hmm. and how Krav's nice to TOs. There's something I wanted to bring up, and I, I know that we're cutting it close to our time, but I do want to go a little bit farther with this. And I definitely want your opinion on this because this has bothered me for a long fucking time. Oh, baby. Um, what are we it's, getting um, in now? Oh God, I'm I'm sure you get it way worse, and maybe you don't care because you're chill. But I have I have a problem with this. It's it's random people messaging you, saying, "Hey, I want to run an event. Oh, I'd like you to cast it," and you go, "Okay, right? Naturally, you know, 
And then they go, here's, for example, here's 500 bucks. I want to run a, a show match and I, you know, I'd like you to cast it. You go, yeah, sure. No problem. So right off the bat, that, that's legit. You know, and it happens all the time and we encourage that. And well, then first what, of what all, happens, first of all, if I can interrupt you here, until now, nothing of this is legit. <laughs> this could just be someone talking out of his ass and at the end you're staying there with the I'll, price. I'll money. get to that as well. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'll get sorry, to that sorry, as well. Sorry, okay. So right now I get a DM from let's say let's say a reputable person, but I'm the same way as you. Is uh and I'll get to that. I'll get cuz that's a very good point. But let's say it's someone you know. Okay? Actually no. We're going to say it's someone you don't know. Because for the most part, how can you really trust anyone? Thanks MTW. But uh <laughs> so so uh, Joe Blow comes up to you and says, hey, man, I got 500 bucks. I really want to run the show match with this player and this player. I'd love you to cast it. I'm thinking, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm thinking April, whatever, April 17th. You check your schedule. It's open. You go, yeah, no problem. Then later on, it becomes, hey, I, I, I can't reach out to this player. Can you reach out to this player for me? Um, and you're like, yeah, sure, no problem. So now you're kind of like in the organization where you just want to cast and you don't want to have to run it. Now you're kind of running it scheduling for the guy he doesn't have all the contacts then the day of the event comes and it's like you're sitting there you have the stream on you're ready to go you're ready to cast this event and there's nobody to do vetoes and there's nobody to make the lobbies and there's nobody to run the rules because the guy who ran the event doesn't know shit about the game and he just wants to turn on the stream and watch this product that he had no business doing or didn't do any effort in and now you're not only casting, but you're producing the show and you're admining it and you're running it and you're doing all this shit. And if shit hits the fan, that same person will fucking message you or a tweet about how you ruined their chance to help out the scene or just like lack of communication from people that just think they can throw money at you, run it all for me without saying that. And then just you're left in the shit and now it's completely on you if you fuck it up. That shit bothers the fuck out of me. And I think if you're a person that wants to put money into the scene, which I totally encourage, just be straight up from the beginning. I have $500 for this tournament. I don't want to do fuck all. Run it for me. Then let us make that decision. I think this whole like, hey, I want to cast, but then I'm slowly going to you know make you do all the fucking work. And then I'm going to also like hang you on the stake if you fuck this up for me because I'm trying to do something good for the scene and you fucked it up because you didn't run my tournament properly. I fucking hate that shit. Do you get that shit? Because I've gotten it enough that it bothers the fuck out of me. Um, I got to be careful here with what I say because I'm very tempted to say this never happened to me, but my memory is also very, very bad. So this could have happened a couple of years ago, but not in the near past, I think. So I think whenever I have such talks, it's pretty straight up. Or we use Maturino anyway and we do what we want, just look for sponsors for it, so to say. Or we had cool instances where... The sponsor, for example, for the Grubby Happy Show match, uh, for the Grubby 2 and 2s, they did everything and we barely did anything. Uh, or the players did like vetoes and hosting themselves, which was also pretty cool. All we did was like casting, maybe getting all the people together and then streaming and get the word out. I do not recall having a very bad experience with it. Um, except maybe uh, 
I always want to have the money up front if if they put it up. So I am the proxy between the sponsor and the player because the sponsor can, until the match is over and even afterwards, can still talk shit and say, oh, I'm going to send it tomorrow, yada, yada, yada. I want to have that money somewhere on some account that I can trust. It must not be our PayPal bank account, whatever. It can't be somewhere else. Like if you send it uh, to one of the participants, it's still okay-ish. It's not as fair and straight down the line but it's still like at least one of them has it um so the money has to be somewhere where i know that it's accessible uh and sometimes people say oh uh yeah let me think about it and then they never answer you again and then you know exactly what's up right um, yeah and uh, have you ever had an instance where you even maybe like a big organization where they kind of dump a bunch of extra tasks on you without telling you and you're kind of running this now and you're like, that's not what we agreed on. But all right, like the show goes on. And I feel I like once we're on, once we're on live, like it's been so many times where it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now because I can't sit here for 15, 20 minutes because there's nobody actually running this. So now we're doing the vetoes and we're trying to keep the production going. And where is the fucking person that ran this? Isn't it easier and to just ask up front? Like, hey, uh, will you be the admin or shall we do it? Because the co-caster can, I think, always do the job if it's not too complicated. Um, like just check everything up front like make a list like what do we need for that specific day what do you maybe I'm need so prior to that I'm um, for, for socials and stuff is a Liquipedia page up is a Metrino up etc etc let's have a list and send it to the orga and he tells you what to do and if it's too much maybe he can give you an orga fee that is I don't know pays for a pizza or whatever or, yeah, or I'm more. surprised that's never happened to you because this has happened to me a couple times where it's like extra tasks just get dumped on you and it's like, okay, I guess we're doing that um, oh, I, because nobody else is. I easily say no uh, because usually my schedule is packed anyway. So I either yeah. relate to someone or say, hey, man, we can cast, but I'm, I don't really have the time to order the entire thing at the moment. And then it either works or it doesn't work. And yeah, I think I'm pretty straight forward when it comes to that and so the sponsor knows what I want from him and what he can expect from me and vice versa as well at least I would yeah. love to think that it is that way <laughs> but maybe the sponsors yeah, think I mean, differently I'm not sure man yeah I think the point of like also, if I'm going to put all this work in, you have to send the money to me so I can pay it out or if I'm going to be responsible for this then I have to, I, I will never like there's just so much shady shit that it's like the prize pool is so important too. Like this event could go great, but then you don't get paid for a week, a month, two months. The guy just disappears entirely. Um, I love that idea of like, dude, you don't have to necessarily give it to me, but you definitely have to give it to someone who I trust that will pay out yeah. um, for when the tournament does end. But I think it's just like the, uh, the dumped extra tasks on, on casters because they think that that's just sh shit we do. It's really not, man. We're just supposed to cast. And just supposed to produce, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in, and if you don't every... tell us that at the beginning, it... and if you like, if you don't tell us that at the beginning, that's the that's the thing that we go into. We're just casting and producing, but then people just assume that oh, you know, like who's doing the vetoes, uh, and the players are sitting not even in a lobby. We're just in a blank Discord, and we don't know what's going on. Uh, I just can't stand that shit. I think like if you're gonna run events, then take responsibility and and try to run it quickly or efficiently. I mean, not quickly, but efficiently, and also be like very clear on your communication because when the show's on, there's nothing worse than not knowing what the fuck's going on. Oh yeah, and then uh, oh boy, and 
I've been there so many fucking times, and it's like I have no idea what's going on. Dude, I'm sure you've been there. I cast and it, it's like ESL Asia this Monday, and we didn't even know the map pool once the bracket was up because you can't run tight hunters and autumn leaves on netties, and <sighs> nobody thought about that. It was like gone and harbor on the day of the tournament. To be fair, I didn't think of it either. Um, it was at the day of the tournament. Uh, Wong from, from Golan Harbor was like, hey, Admins, um, there's a little issue with this map. <laughs> Nobody really knew. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, after after a little while, we figured out we used the old map pool. But yeah, it can happen even even at those weekly camps. Um, we have, I think it's very good that we set ourselves very high standards, but I wouldn't ask other people to have the same standards. So, Wow, that sounds super arrogant right now, and that's probably one of the closing sentences of no, the podcast. No, I think, I think what I think, <laughs> I think what you're saying is I think what you're saying is that you are experienced and you know what should be happening, and not necessarily other people do. Yeah, I was about to say like, yeah. when it comes to Warcraft stuff, tournaments, organizing rule sets, uh, how to deal with uh, players, how to run a cup with separate game name channels, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, we know what we do and we know probably better than anyone um and we can guide this is amazing this is this is a very cool experience to just tell people uh, what to do and why to do it this way and then to educate them and then see them do their thing some people even do it better than us now i think uh Xelos red was a very good example from at least my perspective might have been of course different on the korean side but Damn, that was really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. I. I think my problem is more just individual people, not necessarily orgs, but it does happen with orgs as well. But just individual people not being very clear with what they want, and then you know, just not being very clear with what they want. And yeah. uh, I. I think like nowadays, I. I'm very. I ask a lot of questions. I ask the questions that you just brought up now before I ever say yes or no because I want to know for sure. And I think. If you want to be, if you want to sponsor a tournament, that's totally fine. But be very clear with like, hey, like Neo, can you contact the players? Can you admin as well? And it's not even like we want a fee. Like we'll do this shit for free, man. If it's good content, like we love the community. It's not like we're trying to fucking maximize our hourly wage to make it worth it for us. We, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the miscommunication and like just lack of experience. And then like the person just kind of like going like, oh, you know, Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna handle that, or like I, I'm not sure what, like you know, just be honest and say I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Here's 500 bucks. Run this best of five. I prefer these players. Contact them as well. Yeah, that's you know, that's like, cool. like cool. yeah, I just like if you don't do that, man, and then you like it's your baby, and like, and we fucked it up or something. I just get so fucking annoyed with that mentality. It's just so annoying. When did that happen? It's happened like four times. Oh, why didn't you <laughs> yeah. learn, bro? <laughs> no, it's happened like four times. But like, why didn't I learn? It was like different stages of fuck up each time. It was like one of them got canceled and one of them like uh, this player didn't show up. So what are we going to do? Or it's like the other one was like nobody's here around to do the vetoes. And like we're sitting around for 10 minutes. Damn, you're really obsessed with like, this vetoes thing. Why don't the players just veto themselves? Well, yeah, but I mean, who who's pushing them through the grid? Like, are, are they even done their previous game? Like, what the fuck's going on? Ah, you're not like, talking about a show like, match, but a tournament. 
Yeah, just like it's happened many times where it's like, what the fuck? What, what's going on? I'm in the dark. I don't know what's going on. And we're live. And it, how long do I vent? Yeah, like, that's, 25 minutes before. So That's hell, man. If that's a live tournament and you have to deal with shit like this, this is impossible. Like, do never, never do this to a broadcaster. It's the worst. Uh, but of course, it's then also the res- the broadcaster's responsibility to check if there's an admin and maybe have an admin ready for that. 100%. Cool. I just wanted to vent a little bit. I thought you'd have way more stories because I figured more people would yeah. want to be on Back to Warcraft and they would just message you with all this stupid shit. But uh, I guess they just messaged me with all this stupid shit. <laughs> um, all right. But now nowadays, I mean, I'm talking about old, old experiences as well. But nowadays, you know, I vet, I vet the TO or the sponsor very heavily. And, you know, I want to make sure that not only is it like going to be a good event, but also like, is it secured? And am I wasting players time by putting my neck on the line by talking yeah. to them about something? You know what I mean? Yep. Like if I, if I take their Thursday night, I want to be able to guarantee that I'm not wasting their time because it's on me if I'm running it at all. Um, and then obviously we take pride in the shit we do. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Then we're on the same page, pretty much. Uh, we have one question from the Patreon Q&A. Do we want to answer that at the end of the broadcast? Yeah, sure. Cool. By Sar Nation. Thank you very much for supporting us. What's your favorite vegetable? Mm, Do you know what vegetables are? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tomatoes are fruit, uh, so Ooh. I can't go with that one. Man, there's so many good vegetables. Um, Should I go first? And you I li- think I have a little story to. Yeah, make. yeah. You go first. You go first. Okay. Yeah. Mine is broccoli. Broccoli tastes oh. amazing. Is that a good aw or a bad aw? No, that was gonna be mine, but I got a better one now. Okay. But yeah. So no, broccoli. Broccoli one. sounds amazing to fish, and I love fish. Like. Potatoes are amazing as well as the German. I have to say that, but broccoli is the shit for me. Uh, the combo of fish, potatoes, broccoli—it's uh, amazing in soup. And I once did a trip to Amsterdam, and of course we got high as a kite as soon as we left the bus or the train to Amsterdam. I don't remember much from that trip. It was kind of—it it was a lot of fun. I remember that uh, with like nine guys and stuff i remember that we went to a burger joint at 2 a.m or something i don't remember the fries i don't remember the burger but i do remember the broccoli they did in a pretty special way that tasted so amazing i will never forget that broccoli and no other vegetable Mm. in the history of my life has ever made such an impression to me so number one probably forever broccoli yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do with a broccoli, right? Like raw broccoli, not a big fan, but nah. steamed broccoli yeah. I like. You know that butter, that melted butter broccoli mm. that certain uh, Chinese restaurants do? Ooh, it's yeah. it's delicious, man. It's in like a, I don't know what it's in, like a stir fry. That shit's good as fuck. Mine is, I've been fucking with a lot of cauliflower rice lately. And that's good if you, if you uh, season it properly. But mine is definitely, you know, Brussels sprouts. Ooh, I have to look it up. Like a nice, like a nice steamed Brussels sprout with the oh melted butter. Oh my god, like, that is disgusting, dude. Come on, bro. Or my I, grandma no. always did it wrong because it smells like shit. 
No, man. You melt that. You melted butter. You fry that in the barbecue. Like you put on the barbecue, you put butter sticks in there and it cooks in the butter. You could also do that with carrots. Carrots and butter, very delicious. But uh, Brussels sprouts, man, steamed Brussels or uh, barbecued Brussels sprouts with melted butter in there. The butter like soaks in. Um, num, 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 num. I, think it, I think that's it for me. Okay. To be fair, I think my granny always cooked them. So I will try that on a barbecue, mm. you say. With butter. Yep, you put the you put the foil over yeah, so yeah, big yeah. chunks of butter yeah, in there. Yeah. Brussels sprouts, yeah. foil on top. You put that in the barbecue. You let that sit for whatever, and then uh, yeah, you take that off. You let the butter soak in. Oh man, that's delicious. You have that with a steak. Have that with steak potatoes. So that's damn. Maybe you revolutionize num, num, num. my thoughts of Brussels sprouts here today. Yeah, I'll change your life. Yeah, man, you change my Trust look. Me, I'm, I'm... You change my taste. You change everything. <laughs> like as long yeah, like yeah. leave. Like, you can do whatever you want, but leave my taste in music alone, please. Yeah, that was a very good question. Very insightful question. If you guys have more questions uh, on the Patreon, you can do weekly Q&A. Uh, I believe that's the perk for Theory Crafter, if I'm being honest. So, uh, yeah, it's a fiver. Like, Starting with yeah, a it's fiver. It's a fiver, and you can ask us anything you want. We'll answer it on the podcast. We'll answer it uh, on stream. We'll answer it, you know? True. Um, but yeah, Saw Nation, thank you for the question. And... Um, yeah, good episode, man. I always like talking to you. Always like talking to you. Same. And uh, I don't know if people notice, but we switched it up this time. Ricky took the lead, and I am basically the guest. And I want to know how did you like that? Was it better? Is Ricky's hosting better than my hosting? Is essentially the question for this very podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I think it just anything I do in the lead is just going to flourish and uh, explode. You know, that's what the fortune cookie. That's what the fortune cookie told me last week. Uh, whatever you tackle will flourish and succeed. Yeah, at least it didn't uh, have to cheat so. this time. Oh, here we go. This is going to be a forever thing. All right. Well, I just I, I just wanted this podcast to come full circle. Started with the cheating, ended with the cheating. I think we got that full circle. All right. Uh, but yeah. Okay, well, that was a good segue into the end of the show. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Episode three, we'll see you next week with uh, with the next one. And if you're listening to us on YouTube right now, you got it a week later, you can always be a patron on our Patreon and get it one week in advance. People listening to this a week ago are already ahead of the game. You don't want to stay behind. Join our Patreon. We'd appreciate it so much. Uh, the Fiverr, I believe, gets you a one-week uh, fast pass onto the uh podcast itself i've been really enjoying the podcast that we're doing so far lots more streams this week uh we're our schedule is so fucking packed right now we're doing so much goddamn warcraft 3 action so uh you know follow i don't think a lot of people know this but if you go to back to warcraft.com our schedule is right there and we are very we update it all the time so you can see what's alive tomorrow and it's always going to be updated well a couple days in advance even um to get a good idea of what's uh what's going to be streamed on the channel but uh yeah neil Great show, and we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Good luck with the Dust League finals, Ricky. Bye bye.